Hello, and welcome back to Transformation Talks, a Lira Health's podcast series exploring transformational technologies in healthcare and life sciences around the world. I'm Kenny Carberry, Associate Director of Clinical Development at Lira Health, a global healthcare consulting company providing services across fully integrated practices, including product development, regulatory, clinical CRO, global market access, real-world evidence, patient engagement, advanced analytics, strategy consulting, and transaction advisory. The topic of discussion today is drug delivery systems, specifically the evolution of the drug delivery system industry and its increasing role in driving patient outcomes. We have a couple of guests with us today, including Amira Ghazali. Amira Ghazali is the Director of Strategy and Market Intelligence at Aptar Pharma, where she leads strategy development and business insights activities. With more than 13 years of experience across multiple sectors, Amira held various corporate strategy and market intelligence roles in the pharmaceutical, chemistry, energy, and digital industries before joining Aptar Pharma in 2017. Passionate about the pharma industry and especially drug delivery systems in her current role, Amira specializes in best practice alignment for strategy development and is focused on delivering the right market insights across the Aptar Pharma organization. Amira holds an MBA in strategy and market intelligence from the ESL SCA Business School in Paris. Hello, Amira, and thank you for joining us. We also have my colleague, Ode Wansanga, a partner here at Alira Health, who leads the drug delivery systems practice. She oversees opportunity assessments, commercial due diligences, corporate strategies, digital health strategies, and M&A projects for the US, EU, and Japan-based clients in both pharma and medtech. Hello, Ode. Ode, you just published uh, a very exciting report on drug delivery systems. Uh, so I'd love to give you an opportunity to speak to that. And uh, I'm curious, you know, what led you to that topic? Why did you feel the need to, to write that report? And what does it include? It all started about a year ago when Brian Johnson, the president of MassMedic, came to us with this idea of, of fostering more interaction between the large biotech ecosystem in Boston, the large medtech ecosystem, the large contract manufacturing ecosystem, the universities here, as well as uh, the emerging digital health ecosystem. Brian really wanted to build a thought leadership piece on drug and device combination. And here we, we, we decided actually to refocus slightly on drug delivery systems only just because there was so much to say on this on this topic, which is actually very close to my heart, having worked with, you know, CDMOs, medtech and pharma, uh, as well as many drug delivery system players in the past few years. So we decided to refocus on the topic on drug delivery system and really build the first piece on summarizing the key, uh, the, the key trends, the key evolution of the relationship between drug delivery system with pharma companies, summarizing the key strategies that have been put in place, but also explaining how drug delivery systems have been um, incredibly important to, to drive patient outcome in the past, in the past few years. So. In this report, we, you know, we gather the insights from, I think, more than 150 interviews um, conducted in the past few years. We interviewed um, eight CEOs and VPs from leading drug delivery system companies. We also conducted a survey to, to, to really gauge the, um, the key trends and, uh, and also understand how the, the industry is looking at, at, at itself and how their clients are looking at this industry in the future. Uh, in this report, we analyzed the, the deals um, and partnerships as well as M&A in, in, uh, in the past 10 years. 
We'll talk about digital health, and I will be happy to hear Amira's views on the topic, as well as hearing Aptar's strategy. What are the key trends that you're highlighting in the report? So the key trends we can really see in the industry are more stringent regulatory pathways. Devices are more complex, and they have more claims in driving patient outcomes. So obviously, the regulatory authorities in the US and in Europe have been developing and adapting their requirements. Um, in exchange, drug device, drug delivery system companies have been helping their client going through this regulatory, uh, this regulatory pathway by developing services specifically uh, towards regulatory registrations. The second one is the rise of biologics and drugs with new um, physiological properties. Uh, we can think about uh, biologics, cell engine therapies with requiring higher volumes, but also requiring device able to uh, to inject highly viscous drugs so the you know the design of the product had to be uh, had to be adapted to this to this drug pipeline which is going to keep uh, keep increasing a third trend would be how drug data systems are actually used to uh, in the drug life cycle management so pharma companies will tend to to keep uh, to keep improving the drug data system along the, the drug life cycle to differentiate their offering, but also to uh, um, to reach a better patient patient outcome. The move to home care is uh, is one that obviously we've we've seen significantly and which has been accelerated by COVID. So drug delivery systems are really at the heart of enabling the the, the move from uh, from IV hospital infusion to uh, home care self injection. The buzz of digital health, and we're going to talk about this, and obviously new partnerships between uh, between the, the the industries, and uh, including digital health, drug delivery systems, um, and pharma companies. That's great, thank you, Ode. And uh, now I'm curious to get uh, Amira's perspective here. Um, do you agree with uh, you know, those main evolutions that Ode's talking about, and how does that relate to what you're seeing at Aptar? So thank you, Kenny and Ot, for inviting me to speak about the evolution of uh, drug delivery systems industry. And uh, Ot, congrats on the drug delivery systems report that is really insightful. So let me first uh, introduce uh, Aptar Pharma as a part of uh, the Aptar Group. Aptar Pharma is a proven uh, drug delivery partner combining experience and innovation. We are a trusted partner for the world's biggest brands. We offer com a complete drug delivery solutions with end-to-end -end support, as um, explained, Ode is really in line with the industry trends. We thrive on bringing drug delivery solutions to market. So, and we have developed our portfolio of value-added services that help our clients to accelerate and uh, they risk the drug product development process. Um, so we have developed a full range of services, the analytical testing services, um, regulatory services, and then we have as well um, integrated the patient onboarding services. So just to liaise us with uh, what um, Ode has already explained, uh, for example, Aptar acquired Nanofarm and Gateway Analytical in 2019. Both acquisitions bring complementary value-added and differentiated analytical testing 
and development services for all stages of drug development and commercialization. The expanded services platform enables Aptar Pharma to collaborate earlier with customers to support their complex drug formulations and delivery requirements as they face increasingly competitive and regulated markets. Nanopharm is a science-driven leading provider of orally inhaled and nasal drug product design and development services. Gateway Analyticals provides industry-leading particulate detection and predictive analytical services to customers developing injectable medicines. So this acquisition furthers Aptar's strategy to broaden its portfolio of services that support the pharmaceutical and uh, biotech customers through all stages of their drug development journey. Amira, uh, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts now on sort of general trends in the industry, but let's let's focus on uh, everyone's favorite topic to talk about is COVID-19. We're still talking about it, but there, there are of course important implications on the industry. Uh, what are you seeing there and what, what changes are being made uh, particularly particularly due to COVID. Thank you, Kenny, for asking this uh, this question and uh, for raising this uh, <clears throat> topic. So um, I think the COVID-19 situation has definitely affected the market landscape and uh, as well the patient's uh, behaviors. Um, if I take a few examples, and first, from a really market perspective, let's say that the pharma industry had really to be agile and very reactive in order to meet with the high requirements, especially due to the pandemic situation. And if we look at the vaccines, um, we have seen definitely attraction in the injectables uh, primary packaging, for example. And I can tell you that we um, have, um, as Aptar, supply position on the leading COVID-19 vaccines in treatment. The other point on vaccines um, is in fact that the situation has accelerated a trend that we have observed over the past years, especially regarding the vaccines in nasal roads where we have developed uh, as Aptar Pharma a dedicated solution that is convenient, um, quick, precise and uh, reliable. So this is something that happened as well as a key trend on this kind of um, therapies. So the second effect is the consequences of the protective measures, including the lockdown in 2020. Then we have seen from patients' perspective, some new behaviors such as less face-to-face -face visits that change for a certain period of time their habits, especially regarding the treatment's administrations. It means that there is a development of home use and this definitely could accelerate some kind of digital adoption. Great, and, that, and that's an excellent point uh, about the home use, uh, and, and maybe I'd like to get Ode's opinion on that too. Um, if there's anything you want to add to that, Ode, but I, I'd like to specifically kind of pick your brain on the shift to home use and 
and you know what the industry is doing to to help with that yeah for sure i think that uh, in the healthcare industry we've been talking about the shift from acute to outpatients and even to home care we've been talking about it for a while so what did covid uh, do is really to accelerate this trend and to uh maybe enabling the industry to get the funds to to focus on how to serve better a patient at home. Um, obviously, the drug delivery system industry is, is at the art of enabling the transformation. Um, so really what we have seen is a lot of investments uh, into the space to change drug formulation to enabling, for instance, IV uh, drug formulation to transition to sub-Q and uh, develop the right um, the right auto injectors to administer um, to administer products uh, in the in, in the home. If you think about large um, large pharma companies, it's also a way for them to uh, to manage the life cycle of their product. We can think about Aricetin from Rush. Uh, which obviously starts to be an uh, old drug soon, uh, you know, of patents, and um, and it's a way for for Roche, for instance, to uh, to really improve the life cycle management of, of their product by developing a sub-Q version of the of the of the product. One of the things that we also we've seen a lot in the market um, is the development of wearable uh, wearable wearable pumps. So obviously here. Uh, you know, it, it's still a promise. It's a little bit like digital health. Uh, it's still a promise. There are there are lots of devices that has been that have been developed, um, no still broad uh, broad adoption, and 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 the reason is really related to our uh, healthcare um, HCPs, so healthcare professionals and payers, as well as the formulation are adapted or not to this type of to this type of devices. So uh, there is definitely a trend, definitely more money dedicated to uh, um, to to this trend and more um, I mean I would say more drive to uh, to bring the therapies to uh, to the patient home but still several barriers for adoption including the formulation of the drug and uh, the, the, the the workflow um, the general patient workflow um, from hospital to to home and do you think oh that that trend will continue uh, once the pandemic is through or that those resources those money those those partnerships will continue to promote this kind of at-home adoption for sure um, for sure and this is what we we've, we've been seeing right um, this is definitely what we've been seeing and um, yeah I totally I totally believe that uh, covid really enabled you to, to 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 drive this uh, to unlock if you will this uh, this this trend but yes definitely so then related to that, um, you know, what's what's the next step? What has to happen here next uh, for all the players involved for drug delivery systems, digital health adoption um, and just general new product development in the industry? What's what do you foresee happening in the, you know, say, next five years to 10 years? All stakeholders captured the power of digital health solutions around a connected system to drive patient adherence and demonstrate outcome. However, currently, if you look at what's available on the market, there are very uh, little broadly, not to say no, actually, broadly commercialized digital health ecosystem around a drug delivery device. And the main reason is that it's been still very uh, difficult to demonstrate outcome and develop monetization strategies for this ecosystem. In this report, we really focus on pain points and why actually these solutions have not been broadly approved and, and adopted. And certainly the main reason is that currently 
the, the players certainly need to work much earlier in the development process to integrate the understanding of uh, patient-centric approaches, patients' journeys, understanding also what the healthcare professionals and the players will require to reimburse such solutions. So we are really firm believers that the industry, all the industry stakeholders have to engage into earlier and much broader collaborations to build the ecosystem, to demonstrate their, um, their utility and uh, demonstrate the outcome. And also that, and also to find actually the best, um, the best treatment and the best therapeutic areas where this ecosystem will have a true utility to, to demonstrate patient outcome. While the drug delivery device industry strives to drive value for, for pharma, they will certainly have a key role in, um, in partnering, in partnering earlier and, and demonstrating the monetization strategy for, for their connected devices. Um, how to de-risk this opportunity? Certainly by engaging into early stage partnership with co-development partnership with, with pharma. Uh, in, our, in our research, we realized that a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, smaller size pharma still struggle understanding the digital health ecosystem, the monetization strategies, and what should be developed or understood uh, to build a digital health ecosystem. So I really think that the drug delivery device industry can uh, foster this collaboration and drive value for patients. Amira, your thoughts on Ode's comments and maybe some insights on digital health trends at Aptar. Oh yes, Kenny, uh, for sure. Thank you for asking the question. Let's emphasize with what Ode has said, uh, generally speaking on uh, digital solutions. Now, if you consider the digital assets, patients are the end users of digital health uh, platforms. They hold the decision power about whether to adopt them. Buyers and influencers act more as channel partners for the providers in order to make patients aware of uh, and gain access to the platforms. As Patrick Jokin, Aptar Pharma VP Strategy, uh, Business Development and Marketing has already explained in your report, Aptar Pharma has a wide range of connected devices. Aptar Pharma wants to be the preferred integrator for pharma customers by managing the entire development of the digital health platform with other players. The company is well positioned to provide the entire solution and to carry out this integrator strategy through partnership, equity investment, or acquisitions. The Aptar Pharma Digital Health team oversees this strategy and it is led by Aptar Pharma, but it's like a startup within the organization. Thank you, Ode and Amira, for taking the time today for an informative drug delivery systems discussion. It was great having you both. If you'd like to read Ode's report or learn more about Alira Health, you can visit us at our website, alirahealth.com. That's A-L-I-R-A health.com. Thank you again and join us next time on Transformation Talks.